0: Hurt takes the strap.
1: He's back. He's going to run. He's in! Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is AJ Brown again. Another touchdown.
2: Hey Bryce, what was what's your uh what was your favorite Christmas present you got whenever you were a kid?
0: um so this is this is kind of weird so i wouldn't really call it weird but i already knew what it was going to be yeah um because my grandparents asked me when i was a kid if i wanted this item or just go with this one literally the day before fucking christmas it wasn't like you know how prior some parents would ask you like what it was what you wanted yeah but Uh, So it was back in our like Xbox 360 days Mm -hmm. when we all still used to play that and upgraded. She asked me if they asked me if I wanted the Xbox one. I was like, take the Xbox one. So my old Xbox one is probably my favorite Christmas present. Probably. What Mm -hmm. about what about
2: you? So I got two. Um, One of them is Eagles related. One of them is not the first one. we'll We'll go with the Eagles one first. So, uh, it was right after. Maybe was it right after or right before? Um, Miracle at the New Meadowlands happened. I got a Michael Vick jersey. Um, and I remember, yeah, I got it. It was white. I hated it. But we had this little store. Um, I don't know. We probably don't remember because I was like in what fifth grade. Yeah, there was a store behind the mall. And uh, it had, like, all these jerseys. and Of course, they were all knockoffs. But um, it's funny because knowing what I know now about, like, the H-gate and all that and how much you pay for those jerseys, he was selling them at, like, $60 a pop. And we're like, wow, that's a great deal. You know, that was, that was a great deal. Um, but, yeah, Michael Vick jersey. It was white. Um, loved it. And then, of course, I don't think anything happened after that. I think we lost Um, right after I got the jersey. And uh, then I think Michael Vick was gone not too long after that. And, well, no, he was there for a couple more years with Chip Kelly. But, um, but yeah, there's that. And then one year, uh, I woke up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning because um, I wanted to see what Santa brought me. And uh, I, I ran to the living room, and I saw that I had a Game Boy Advance, like the SP, the, one, the cool ones, you know, and uh, got it. Turned it on, started playing it, ripped open the box and everything. And then my parents got mad at me because it's one o'clock in the morning and <laughs> I'm opening presents already. Yeah. So actually ruin, I take I take presents.
0: mine back. I take mine back. Um it's it's the most thoughtful one to me the more that I think about it. So when we went to the playoff game, mm. my my grandparents actually paid for like the the ticket and the flight. Up there, so that was a lot of fucking money. Now that I yeah. look back at it,
1: yeah, it <laughs> and, was
0: uh, it was like a Christmas and birthday kind of thing. Since my birthday's ten days after Christmas, they kind of put it together all in one. So that was that was by far probably my favorite one. Yeah, Xbox being the second. But yeah, that was well, the most thoughtful one to me.
2: Well, if you want if you want to go that route, my grandma's last present to me was the the Eagles tickets to the Bengals game, which unfortunately we know what happened in that one. But uh, yeah, uh, that one that was a special one. But uh, uh, hey, it's the uh it's the link lineup. Welcome back. Uh, it's Saturday, December twenty third. I'm recording at eleven thirty Eastern time. Bryce is at ten thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, but it is what it is. It's Christmas Eve Eve, and we got plenty to talk about. Um, Josh isn't here. Uh, he he might be here. He might not. Uh, who knows? Uh, he's. He gets busy and so uh, I know sometimes we record at random times. But uh we're back and uh there was a lot of things that happened this week. Um and there's plenty to talk about. Crazy because we're a ten and four team. At one point we we're ten and one, you know. Um but it feels like the sky's falling, especially with like all these reports that are uh coming out. Uh so first thing we'll talk about is some a little bit of good news uh avante maddox uh they activated his 21 day window and he's a full participant full participant in practice uh this week so what do you make of that and if he does come back do you think he'll make a difference
0: um so this is what we're going to have to do um in order to see if it's gonna make a difference or not we have to date back all the way at the beginning of this year and think about the first couple defensive possessions that we had against the Vikings game. Um Avante was all over the field at, at the beginning of that game, right before he got hurt. Um Avante, Avante games comes in like spurts. <laughs> they're like, they're weird. Like, You don't know he's even out there in some games. And then some game it'll pop up, be a random game, 12 o'clock game or whatever it may be, but he's just playing out of his mind. seems like he's making every tackle, defending every pass. It was starting to look like one of those games for Avante right before he got hurt. So, but looking at it from a team standpoint, um, a lot of our problems have come from defense, from the slot position, uh, we've rotated a bunch of guys in and out there. Um, so it's, it's going to be nice to have some stability there back at least for a, a little while.
2: I think we can agree that he's better than Bradley Roby.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bradley Roby's played well for what he's had to do though. So, um, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited to have him back just because like, you know, as much as you and I and most Eagles fans get like frustrated that he's he's so often injured. Um, he is a very solid piece when it comes to that position. He plays as as well as anybody uh does. He's he's not gonna let CD go off for a hundred and however many yards he had that, that one game. Um and he's definitely a better option than what we've had in the past. Play that spot while he's been injured so uh, I can't wait to get him back I can't wait to get Darius Slay back because um, that'll be that will be nice um, and so this kind of leads me to my, my next point is so we recorded on what Tuesday it was Tuesday right yeah and we've had it's currently Saturday so we've had plenty of time to kind of watch back uh, from the previous game um, go over some film studies that some people have done um, some maybe even you know you did your own but, uh, so, obviously, I listen to uh, Shane Hath and Johnny Page because, like I said, I feel like they give very, very good, like, insight on what's going on during the game. And I've learned a lot listening to them. Um, but the the common thing that they're thinking is, for the rest of the year, put Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks on, as your outside cornerbacks. And before the news broke about the mathematics being a full participant and being activated um, on a 21-day window, they had James Badbury playing the, the slot. Uh, so two-part question. One, do you think that's what you would want? And then, B, is Eli Ricks and Kelly Ringo the future of the cornerback room? Um,
0: so to answer your first question, I'm not I don't know. I, I sit and bitch a lot like after a game in, cause I just sit my emotions. But <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of like a complete change of something right in the middle of a season. I've I've never really liked that. Um <clears throat> because I feel like it it opens doors to a lot of other things being exposed or unraveled. Um but I do like Keeley on the outside. I feel like he gives you a better competitive advantage from James Bradbury at this same, at this point in James's career. Um, if you watch the tape, like, uh, that Shane broke down of Keeley's, uh, performance, uh, watch you'll that. see that. Yeah. I, I watched it. Uh, and Keeley looked he co- He looked really good in the game. Um, Especially for it being his very first game that he had to start on the outside. And that is not an easy receiving core <laughs> to go against for your very first uh NFL start in your even, career. even
2: Tyler Lockett's not a slouch. He he's precise he's route runner and he's fast. Yeah.
0: JSN's not the fastest guy in the world, but he can he's almost making model of Tyler Lockett. Like he'll carve you up with routes.
2: JSN looked like you Bolt out there in that last play. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's
0: that's uh, because of who he was running against, <laughs> and um, and then you got DK. DK is like, if you had to go in the lab and construct an NFL wide receiver, you're gonna come out with DK Metcalf. <laughs> so um, it's not a it's not an easy task going to up against that team. I gotta give credit to Drew Lock. Drew Lock did what he needed to do to win that game. He made throws when they. Absolutely needed him. Um, But looking back, Keeley played a really sound football game. I'd like to see him do it again this week uh, against a receiving core that's not near as good uh, as the Seahawks. But to answer your second question, I don't know. I may be weird about it because I got some bad memories of just Eli Ricks playing in the slot. And I don't think he's a slot corner at he's all.
2: Not, he's not quick. He,
0: he's he's definitely an outside corner, and he's a man-to-man corner. He's definitely a press man-to-man corner, um, which is good because I can't really – I mean, Darius Slays used to be that. But at the same time, when's like the last time the Eagles had like a complete shutdown corner to to a side? I would say Darius and like Darius is like maybe fir- first year or second year here. But other than that, it's been, it's been a while. Um If he could translate into something like that, that'd be, it'd be really good. But I don't know. I like Keely a lot right now. I think Keely's uh, stock is rising.
2: Yeah. At a very quick pace too. Uh that, that video that you're referencing, it showed a lot of like a lot of good things with uh. With Keeley, and even on the rep, he got – you can count as, like, a loss. He was still there. And the the fact that he was able to turn around and just get going was mm-hmm. impressive, especially because he was guarding, I think, Tyler Lockett that yeah. play. Um Now, Drew Locke made a terrible pass, but Keeley was – he's right on his hip pocket. So, I mean, if he somehow – catch-
0: Keeley's got the makeup speed to – Run with anybody. Yes, I mean there's there's maybe a handful of guys, Tyree Kill, but other than that, Tealy's got a – Tealy, Tealy's got a he's got a track background for a reason. I mean he's he's a he's a very quick guy and he can he's tall and lanky. He's got long strides when he runs. So <clears throat> he's like I said last episode. He's got the makeup to be an all pro type corner, like an yeah. all pro. Shut
2: down corner. Yeah. And you know, I like like so to answer my own question, which was what was my first question? Yeah, my first question. Are they no Are they future? No. Uh, no? Oh yeah. So James Bradbury should be just benched or even like rotated in. Um I like the youth movement that I feel like Matt Patricia kinda threw in there and it might not have been just him, but I'm gonna give him credit for it because his name's on the the game plan now. Um, but, you know, having, you know, Eli Ricks and Keeley, like, impress coverage and, like, on the line, it's it's a breath of fresh air because, you know, all season long is, like, we're lining up eight yards off, off the ball, 10 yards off the ball. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, it's to prevent the big play, and at the same time, we gave up a big play, lining up 12 yards off the ball. Um, I like the youth movement. Um, and then, second thing is, I, if if that. you if you believe the uh, Eli Ricks and Keeley are the future, you can't forget about Isaiah Rogers.
0: That's what I'm, dude. We could have definitely used him this year <laughs> in a in a spot in a bad way.
2: Definitely, um, yeah. Isaiah
0: Rogers is not no slaps player.
2: He's he's very solid. Um, uh, probably even a better gambler. Uh, <laughs> talking about it, but uh, I mean those three could definitely headline your uh you know, your cornerback room. And then like, like Eli is very like um he seems like he's very confident. And you know, you look at James Bradbury now and like like we like James Bradbury, like we said many times, but it seems like he's like very down. You know, he gets he kinda gets down. He like he'll take accountability after the game. But you can tell by his like just the way his body language is and whatnot, it's he's just down. And um I mean Eli Ricks He got beat by CD for a lot of yards, and he's still bouncing back. And kind of reminds me of Jalen Mills. And, and, you know, we took Jalen Mills for granted. Like, even though he was awful and slow, he was was awful, but, like, he was slow. And he got beat a couple times. He never let anything phase him. And, you know, that's what you need at the cornerback position because you're facing an uphill battle regardless because this league is so offensive. You know, it favors the offense so much. So that's nice. Corback that
0: to me is the toughest position to play in football. It is.
2: You're literally mirroring a fast, super athletic guy. And you gotta run stride for stride and you have the whole field. Uh you have to watch basically. And um yeah freaks like DK who are huge and are fast and are scary. Um to be quite Aggressive. frank with you. Yeah. <laughs> so um so like I like the youth movement. And I feel like this is what the defense needed is like scrappy dudes that aren't afraid to play. And this leads me to my next point is Sidney Brown. Look, he he was awful the second half, but man, he was feisty. And he provided, a, I feel like a spark that the defense like needed and the spark faded away once he stopped making plays. But even that play where, you know what I'm talking about, where he tried to tackle Kenneth Walker failed. Guess what he did? He got right back up and was, like, five yards behind him, and he was, like, he was chasing him down. And, like...
0: You see a lot of guys give up on the play initially if if they don't want to make the first tackle, or they could, they could easily... I mean, at that point, you just got to think anybody... Anybody in that situation, you don't make that initial tackle, you think you're out of the play, and you're just dead to, it, like, dead to the play... That's what you want to see: is somebody who doesn't give up on a play, doesn't give up on a rep, a snap, nothing. They play balls to the wall, hair on fire, every time they step on the field, which is like it's really refreshing to see. But that kind of leads me to a question: Do you think we might be, especially in Sydney's case, kind of threw him to the, threw him to the wolves at an early point in his career where I didn't personally think he was going to have to play this many snaps? Me, personally, I didn't think he was going to this year. um, I'm not saying rush their development, but there shouldn't be a reason with this many veterans and this many talented people on defense that he has to play this much, I think is what I'm trying to get at. But I don't know.
2: Um, He he needs to play this much. And my point was he's like a spark plug. And you're not going to get, you know, that big play momentum swinging play from like James Bradbury or I don't even think like Kevin Byard, really like Sydney Brown. He's going to try to kill somebody. He might not kill them, but he's going to try to, but that moment he does do it. Guess what? Everybody's going to get juiced up and you're going to see a whole different team. And so I think he, I think Jeff Kerr, that's his name. Uh, he asked Sydney what he can improve <laughs> on. And Sydney Brown said he can improve on like a million different things. Um, and he said he won't change any part of his game. He said he's an aggressive player. He's going to shoot his shot, and if he misses, he misses, and he just hopes that the guys around him will rally to the ball. And I do like that mindset. Uh, initially, I was like, I was like, dude, make the tackle. Like, worry about making the tackle. But, like, at the end of the day, if he – because, like I said, he's, he's kind of quick. He's kind of fast, and he attacks the ball. If he can get there and slow up the play, if he doesn't get the tackle, they should rally behind him, you know. Jack Leonard should have made that play. He absolutely should have made that play. Um, but, of course, it looks like Shaq Leonard hasn't stretched in four years and looks <laughs> stiff, you know. But I like what Sydney Brown brings. I like what Keeley brings. I like what Eli brings. Uh, Eli is an outside of the corner, purely outside. Um, and so, like, I like this youth movement. And when you think about it, you got Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Um, you got Keeley, uh, Eli, Sydney uh, Brown, Reed Blankenship, uh, Dylan Smith. Who else is young that I'm missing? That's probably it. Um, but like that's 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 a solid group, especially if they continue to develop and become what we hope they can become. Um Hassan still isn't like to the point where you gotta worry about him, like age wise. Um and then you know, figure out your linebackers. You know, the future is is bright still. Um but Anything about Sydney Brown you want to talk about before we move on?
0: No, I like I I like Sydney as a player. I just there's some there's some things, some key things he's he's gonna have to clean up. There's a lot of key things. His defense is just gonna have to clean up. But that's a that's a discussion for
2: another day. I mean, he's he's very exciting, and I, I fully fully believe that there will be Sydney Brown jerseys walking around the link and in the future, just because of how he plays and. You know, it's definitely one of those players that a, a fan base can get behind as long as he makes more tackles than he misses. Um, if he continues the trend of just missing every single tackle, he'll quickly become the most hated person. But I think he'll clean it up. Um, and uh, I feel like it's one of those things that can be fixed. It's not like a I think it's like a skill issue.
0: No, it's just fundamentally – it's a fundamental thing. Uh, he's not sticking to his <laughs> – I hate to say it because it's it's his play style, but he sometimes he plays so fast he almost plays himself out of the tackle, if that makes any sense. Um he he's not one to break down and make a tackle. He's he's always the one to try to run through a tackle. Yeah. And um sometimes that can get him into a into a bad spot.
2: But like I said, makes play, it's just game changing plays, you know, it's, it's huge. Um, I actually had a dream last night. that Sidney Brown got a pick and it was a pick six. He was high step into the end zone. I don't think it was <laughs> Brown, but it definitely was him in my dream. Uh, so that's my bold prediction for this game. Um, even though I think in my dream he almost stepped out of bounds, like they tackled, they tried to like hit him, like the legs, you know, like diving at him, and he like almost stepped on the white, but he didn't. And they reviewed it, watched it forever, but uh, that's my bold prediction sitting around pick six, you <clears throat> know, it looked like he could add a pick six on Monday, but you know, we won't bring that up because that was part of the last drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see uh Matt Patricia's press conference?
0: I was just about to ask you that earlier. Um, I actually didn't watch it. I've watched clips of it, but I like him. He's a very, I think Darius Slay's kind of hit the nail on the head when he was asked about Matt, he was like, he's a complete different person than he was in previous years. Uh, within New England and uh, Detroit, um, he seems accountable. Uh, he actually took blame for the final drive and said he's got he's got to call in better plays. Um, he's got to get guys in a better position there. But I actually think he called a decent last possession. <clears throat> Besides, when you have him backed up so far. I'd like to see – I would have liked to see some more blitzes kind of heat up through Lock, and not just kind of let him stand back there. Um, but I think there was just a lot of mis-execution on that last drive that caused that. Um, but it's it's nice to see. I actually – we talked about it last episode. I, I still think he called a, a really good game. I think he called a uh, – called a very good game. It just didn't execute.
2: Yeah, he he seems like he he's very like he's very likable Um, he seems very like humble Um, he knows that in the past he's probably hasn't given off like a great impression Um, and so like it's hard because you know I listen to BG and radio all the time by like the podcast I listen to the most when it comes to Eagles content Um, so like when BLG and some, sometimes Jimmy Kamsky, I'll never shun Jimmy Kamsky. I love he's my by far way my favorite writer that Billy has. Uh, so, but like when BLG kind of like shits on that Patricia and like move and stuff, it kind of it it frustrates me because like we weren't doing anything with Chanda Sy, like we just we weren't, and we don't know what was going on behind the scenes because it seemed like the players lost their confidence in shot on the side and they were trying to do like, they wanted to take over like doing their own scouting reports. And, um, you know, at what point do they're like, Hey, let's call our own plays. You know, like how, how worse can it possibly get? It can get that worse. You know, it can get that bad. I mean, you don't want that. And, you know, everybody's like, it's a panic movie. It's screaming a panic. I don't think it is. I think it's,
0: you know, I think it's realizing you have a problem and you address it. It's not, fucking full blown hitting the panic move to me or panic button to me. It's just it's addressing that you have a problem and you have the resources in your building to fix it. And so you just gonna let it sit there and be a problem or are you gonna try to fix it?
2: Yeah. And I still think this team this defense is talented, regardless of what stats show and everything else shows. I think this team, this defense is talented. Uh I don't know what's going on with the the D line. Uh, I think I saw uh, it was like the 27th ranked uh, D line as far as efficiency goes in uh, the pass rushing department, which is crazy because you know your your top four pass rushers would be uh, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, and Josh Sweat. They're just not they're not getting any pressure. Uh, probably tired. That's probably what it is. But I don't think we're also scheming up anything that can help them out as far as like coverage to go, because if you play 10, like, 10 yards off the ball, you're going to get the ball out quick. Just the fact of life. Um, and so like when was the last time you, you saw before this past game, you saw that Eagles was a covered sack? it. has been a hot minute in mm-hmm. a hot minute. I haven't heard covered sack in a long time. It's usually, and it, it, honestly, it looks easy for opposing quarterbacks. Um, just first read, second read, second read's open. Throw it to him. Cause guess what? Nobody's around him. Um so my question here was now that the weeks kind of progressed, do you think it was a bad move to, to motion on the side? My answer is no. And I don't think there'll be anything that would change my mind. Um, I mean, even if Matt Patricia calls the worst game in the world these next coming weeks, I don't think you can continue to have a coach that has lost His players and you can continue to go on especially like with a team that has like Super Bowl aspirations you know there's no there's no way you can call it a mistake
0: yeah um I kind of feel the same way there's not really uh once you if there's reports coming out that you have that you've apparently lost your players or lost the locker room on the instance of just your coaching is so bad that they don't believe in it, believe in your scheme and believe in your system. There's not really much you can do to persuade or change somebody's mind. In that instance, I'm just taking it for just trying to put my prior, like football experiences and stuff like that into, into words here. But like, once you don't believe in something as a player, um it's hard to persuade a player's mind or change a player's mind about your scheme when the constant results are not good ones and it's something that consecutively can continuously happens um there's got to be a change somewhere and this is this is the national football league this we have to remember this is a business this is not somewhere to make friends um Everybody's trying to compete for the same goal. Um, And if you aren't competing to your highest level and competing to the resources that you have within your organization, you can, it only takes like, we've seen it. It takes a year or two for a franchise to put themselves into a rebuilding year. And they'll be in, they'll be in hell for, for a while.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just like if they don't, if your team doesn't believe in you, and you make a mistake. or Like the team plays bad, you're they're going to blame you for it, and there's there's no getting them off that. So I think by switching it to Matt Patricia, who is I feel well respected, um, in the NFL, I know there's like stats out there that says he's never like had a top ten defense, um even as, like, the head coach of the Lions. I feel like the Lions weren't talented to begin with during his time there. Um, and let's not forget, it's the Lions. And before this year, or before, before Dan Campbell kind of got there, it, it was always a joke. So I'm not going to hold that against him. You know, he's won Super Bowls. That's um, that's
0: that's what boils down to me. Statistically, he might not have had great defenses, but the man has won fucking championships. Let's not – Tom Brady, I I get it. He was his quarterback was Tom Brady. I understand that. But Tom Brady could not beat those teams by himself. I mm-hmm. mean, Tom that the Super Bowls that he's won, Tom Brady could not do that by himself. He had to have a some kind of competent defense to to do that. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh like I said, it's gonna be hard to tell me as a bad move. It's gonna be very hard to tell me it's a bad move. Um on the flip side, uh, you, you saw that thing that Josh said in the chat about the office of coordinator, uh, like I forgot what it was, like efficiency, I think. Yeah. Um, I like Brian Johnson's like top. I don't know for sure it's top ten. Yeah,
0: no, I think he's on um, like top three. So, I oh, think. Excuse me. He's
2: top five. Top five. So, we've been on Brian Johnson this whole year. But I feel like as the season's gone on, <laughs> it's been like uh it's been like a Nick Senior I think, that we've been on now. And uh it's gonna be hard to get me off of that because Well you've said it for since the beginning. <laughs> but I think I think Brian is gonna find find himself as far as like getting the players in rhythm and stuff. I feel like it's gonna be on him. Um and I feel like he's gonna up to the occasion, like I said, maybe I'm too positive. Um, but yeah, I thought I just thought that was interesting. I didn't want to talk too much about it because, like, I don't have much to say, um, about that. Um, but man, oh man, do so we have a special guest? Um, he's currently joining, and it's Josh. Uh, we'll give him a second to kind of get in here before we move on to our next topic. Next topic cool. is gonna to be the,
1: the Taylor Hurts article.
0: Him, I want to have him explain that chart. And kind of run through it because I didn't. It was it's for me. It's kind of hard to understand that chart we're seeing.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh nice. hello. Hello. How's buddy? it going? Uh, hey.
2: Josh is here. Um, remember that chart you sent the other day? I do. Uh, Bryce wants you to go over it and try to explain it a little bit. Um, I would look at it, but I I don't want to move my phone right now because I'm lazy. But they're just backing that Brian Johnson isn't as bad as some people, you know, say he is.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, according to this chart, he's a top five play caller,
2: which is interesting.
1: Very interesting. I think it's. I mean, I don't know how they generate these these scores and everything. Um, I mean, but you look at some of the top teams on this chart, like Niners are first, the Chiefs are second, Dolphins are third. So, like, you know, those are generally considered, like, you know, some of the best offenses in the league. I don't know how much of it is based on, you know, like scoring versus yards gained per play versus whatever. Because the fact that we are able to move the ball between the 20s so well, I think plays a big part in this. I don't know how much they weigh that versus actually converting once you get into the red zone. Um, so I'm not sure, but from the chart, I mean, we really, I mean, don't have a lot to complain about when it comes to Brian Johnson, you know, top five play caller in the league. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it kind of goes against <clears throat> at least my personal eye test, which I definitely don't feel like we have a top five play caller.
2: But well, Um, I think the problem is just the play calling itself and like when the call plays and when they're not um, this, I don't know if you guys heard the Jason Kelsey interview on, I believe it was WIP. Um, but he was like, we got to find ways to get the explosive play. And I feel like that's all this team is obsessed with is finding the explosive play. And like the whole first possession we were giving, we're taking what the defense gave us. And, Jason Kelsey said that's not sustainable. I feel like it is. I feel like it's really sustainable to just dink and dunk until they step up and make you like have to make a big play, you know. And I I don't understand that philosophy, and I feel like that could be the reason why we we struggle at times. It's just we're just trying to make something happen that's not there. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong, I love AJ Brown as much as anybody, but I mean, he's gonna won every jump ball. And if you're gonna throw these things on like third and eight or you know third and four. It's just bad bad play calling. That's bad play calling. Call that shit on second down, you know? Whenever like second and manageable, call it there and then become that third down team that we know you are where you convert everything. Um don't don't kill you, don't shoot yourself in the foot by trying to do these big plays, uh, whenever it's just simply not there. Um so so now let's move on to the uh, the Jalen Hurts article. I'm sure you guys saw that one. Yeah. Uh, so, do you do you think it's gonna be an issue? Do you think it's true?
0: Uh I think the article is kind of well. For one, the fucking title of it was so misconstruing to what the actual article was reading. Then, uh, it,
2: what is what did it say? Cause I I paid it no mind.
0: So the article itself said. There's not internal like concern of his play. There is like the franchise wants him to be the outspoken leader, like Chase said in two podcasts ago.
2: Every podcast.
0: was, I mean, it's they're literally they're they're wanting him to be more outspoken of a leader and holding guys accountable. And instead of like putting so much blame on himself is basically what the article was saying, but the fucking title of it was like, Oh, they're concerned about is just him as a player. Whoever wrote that article is a fucking idiot. I it's mean, Jeff it, it's stu- yeah, it's stupid, dude. I I don't, I don't mind some of Jeff's articles cause I've, I've read quite a bit of them, but that one was a little egregious. I he should have said something completely different than internal concern because that's not really what the article said at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all hate ESP, but, I mean, ESP's not putting out shitty articles like this, you know. No, um, I mean, he's putting
1: out
0: some shitty-ass takes during the game.
2: He sure is, man, but, I mean, it's not the uh, beat reporter we need. It's what we deserve, I, I guess, yeah. um, or whatever the saying is. Uh, but, yeah, I, don't, I mean – it almost feels like a fan was like the the source here, you know, like the inside person. Like, come on, man, might, did you say something me. to him? <laughs> it might have been me, to be <laughs> did honest. Did you say with. something to Jeff? <laughs> uh, Could have, have been me. Um, but like, like I said, the last part is like, I I have more belief in him than I do any quarterback in the NFL, just because it's like what he's been through and what he what he's done and what he's already proven. You know, um, yes, I would love to show him, like, for him to show some more emotion, but. You know, at the end of the day, if it's not him. It's not him. You know, um, he's yeah, not going to no. change for
0: nobody. I mean, but it's
2: just... but my gripe is he's he's shown it before that he is that person. So it's almost like I saw somebody on Twitter say like he he's like beating himself up to the point where like he can't have fun until he gets to Super Bowl. And like you're playing football, man, it's supposed to be fun. Make it fun. And I know you're on the sideline giggling, like cause we all saw that one um, clip of him. You know, laughing it up with AJ and on the sideline, but like show a little bit more because when the camera's on you, you're emotionless and you look like hate your life. Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's an issue. I don't think anybody in there believes that. And it'll be funny if you know when we play the Giants. He's all <laughs> That's yeah.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna come out and yeah, it's,
2: it's <laughs> finger going and, and you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. I oh, man, what a just go way over the top be a little smart ass i'd I love that but it's not it's not going to happen because I mean,
0: you start again <laughs> <after> <laughs> every
2: yeah but like that's at some point it's like he he did that last year uh, he <clears throat> he talked shit he, would, he was gritting and we're playing the Vikings. And he fucking did this you know like that yeah. um he just hasn't done it just... well
0: i think right now it's kind of a it's it's crazy how this team loses three games in a row and it seems like all hell is breaking loose and then we're 0-16 team.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it feels like it sometimes cause yeah
0: everybody's
2: calling i, I don't else. know i just
0: i think it's funny how everything just comes out at once like within the organization once you start losing
2: yep that's typically how the cookie crumbles though especially whenever you start off hot you're not but there's three games left plenty of time to get hot again um mm-hmm. the last topic i had we can that at least I wanted to talk about was. You guys see the the AJ Brown interview?
0: I actually did not. I couldn't hear it.
2: Oh, there was there's a there's a different um uh angle of it where you can actually hear it. Um, basically he summed it up like, "I'll try some of the best I can." I mean, if I completely butchered this, I apologize. So he started off with saying, you know, like he shouldn't have uh like, tweeted out like what he did. He said that he's you know he puts. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this game. He's like he, didn't, he doesn't come here just to, to lose. Um, he says he sacrifices a lot of time with, you know, family, and especially like his his kids. Kids or kids. I can't remember kid. Um, kid, and so he's like, he's like, whenever like he drops his kid off at school or something, like she'll cry because it's like she misses him. So like he, he's he's like, but you know, I do get to play him. And he's like, but I put myself in that chair. He's like, I want that because, you know, game on the line, I want the ball. And he's like, throw it to me. He's like, and then he's like, it doesn't work. Put that on me. You know, I, he's like, I'm the one that sits on that, that chair. And he's like, I want to. And, um, you can listen to the whole thing. I'll link, I'll link you guys both. The, uh, the one that I saw that was actually worth listening to because, um,
0: I seen, I seen he got a lot of positive feedback from that interview.
2: Yeah. Uh, because, you know, before that, like I know, you no, know, we lo- we know a little bit about AJ, you know, but we know that he's like, he's, he's emotional, you know, a lot of wide receivers are, a lot of elite wide receivers are. Um, and of course, had to, yeah, in our friend group, you know, we God, we, dude, had to yeah, argue we, about it. We take a yeah. lot of crap for having AJ as our uh wide receiver, but
0: I will say, any team that that is in our friend group would fucking kill to have A.J. Brown on their team. I don't care what they got to say. A.J. Brown, to me, top three receiver in this league. I'd even go as far as putting him as number two. Um, That's just how I feel about it. Uh, If you've ever watched a game of football, every like Chase, you pointed out, um, and actually our group chat, every – hall of fame receiver that you could probably think of has had a so-called diva moment at some point because that's just what receivers do man receivers that's this receiver's personality they they want the ball they want to affect the game in a good way and if it if they affect it in a bad way then that's just that's what they live with i mean that that's just the players that they are um That's just how the position has always been played that I've seen. I mean, you date it back to even Jerry Rice. I'm sure Jerry Rice has complained and bitched. and complained for not getting the ball. I mean, that's just how the, that's just how the position is.
1: I mean,
2: that's just, that's just how it goes. Um, Put in perspective, our friend group consists of Bears, Bears fans, a Raiders fan who might not have, uh, a lot to complain about because he does have the Adams, but he he still would take um, AJ. Uh, and then Titans, a Titans fan, a Commanders fan, and then a Saints fan. Uh, they would all take AJ. Um, but the thing is, it's like <laughs> before this, it seemed like AJ. I want to say didn't care, but like he has had like streaks this year, past couple games where it seems like he he just kind of is. So frustrated. He doesn't care about like winning. Like I think last year, whenever he had a run route that he knew he wasn't the read on, he just didn't. He didn't run it. Uh, sometimes like him blocking, he doesn't. He doesn't block really well. Uh, that's why you'll probably see Devontae out there blocking because, by God, that guy's got some heart because he's, <laughs> you know, he weighs what one one fifty, yeah, if, if that. But like, it was nice to see like AJ be like genuine. And I feel like we haven't seen. That from him, and then we also haven't seen that. I feel like from some of our other players, uh, looking at you, Jalen. Um, but uh, it was it was very nice to see like AJ just be honest about it. He's like, no, I, yeah, you know, I shouldn't have did what I did, but at the same time, I signed up for this, and he's like, oh, I'm willing to wear that. Um, so good on him. Um am glad he's my wide receiver. I'm glad we got him. I got his jersey. You know, it wasn't a mistake. Don't regret it. I regret it. Um, you know, whenever he dissed in that tweet initially, because like, I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna give you shit because we're very passionate about it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind being passionate about a team that probably doesn't give two shits about you. Um, but we are, and so like your frustrations when it comes to playing, we feel almost the same whenever it comes to watching you guys play believe me yep. if i could, if i could put on that jersey and that that helmet i could go out there and play i would i to give 2000% man um so like if we see you not giving it you're all and we we can see it it does frustrate us a little bit cuz we spend a lot of time and money and effort um on this team so it was very nice to see him like at least acknowledge that he shouldn't have, he shouldn't be doing that um but also People gotta stop uh, saying "shut up and hoop" essentially to the players. Don't do that. It's, it's There's
0: don't They're human beings. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. I mean, they put their they put their body and their character and just they put their lives on the line and they dedicate this stuff to make fans happy. I mean, to play the game that they grew up loving and playing and wanting to play for as a career. It's not just; they're not paid prima donnas. They're they're human beings, like everybody else.
2: Yep. Um. So with that being said, I think uh, we'll move on to our price picks, Locks of the week. If we want,
0: sold last week.
2: Uh, I mean Josh didn't sell s- too. Josh <laughs> didn't sell by himself, but he did sell. I feel like the artist because gave David to Pepe Kusick, but it is what it is. Um,
1: hey, hey, hey. it either hits or it doesn't you know yeah. there's no close only counts for shoes and grenades
2: yep and so the to, to review last week Bryce went two for two I went one for two and Josh went one for two as well um so this week uh funny enough me and Josh are actually teaming up together this week because my picks need his, his picks to work um so we'll start with the non-eagles picks um of course, we're doing six legs. You can split them up however you want to, if you want to. If, if you want to tell us, because after last week, I understand. I did win $2, because I bet, I think, 15 <laughs> So, just letting you know, we we haven't not won money yet. Uh, but, uh, I'll start with Josh. Josh has, hold on, before we actually do Josh, they did bump up his line from last night. It was 238.5, and, and now it's 241.5. Do you want to change your pick, or are you riding with your pick? Uh, no, your, I'm riding. I'm Okay. Riding. All right. So, Josh has Jake Browning uh over 241 and a half passing yards. Um which I feel like is very achievable uh, against a hurt uh Steelers secondary. Um Bryce has James Cook over 26 and a half receiving yards. Uh me and Bryce both hit the receiving uh yards by running back pick last week. Um and we fully intend on hitting it again this week. Um, I don't know why I said week. I don't have a running back. But, <laughs> uh, my non-Eagles pick is T. Higgins over fifty-eight and a half receiving yards. So if you do the math there, uh, that's how me and Josh are working together this week. Because if his quarterback goes off, our receiver has to go off. Hopefully, I'm also doing this because I'm starting T. Higgins in fantasy and I really need T. T. Higgins to go off uh, to move on to the, the championship game. So, uh. Please, God. Um, and a half does seem very uh, reachable, though. <clears throat> now, for our Eagles game picks, did anybody pick the Giants at no. all? Like, any players at all from the Giants? <laughs> no. Nope, I did not either. Um, Josh has A.J. Brown going over 78.5 receiving yards. That seems like a good pick, a smart pick uh, as well. Uh, Bryce is riding the uh, Kenneth Gainwell uh pick again this week with over 20 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I don't dislike the pick, but if there's a Boston Scott line, I would have picked that one over that one, but that is it is what it is. Uh, prize picks. If you don't know about Boston Scott, you should probably do your research. Um, especially when it comes to these Giants games. And then I have Jalen Hurts over 230 and a half uh, passing yards. At some point, he's going to have to go off, and we're finally playing. We're playing at home on Christmas. No rain in the forecast. It's Perfect day for a bounce back performance. Um, <clears throat> hopefully he's over a sickness as well. But um, <clears throat> that's our prize picks locks of the week. Hopefully win some money. I put my own money into this this uh this little parlay thing you want to call it. Uh, so I'm riding it out. So if you want to ride it out with us, uh, go ahead and do that. Um. Last but not least, uh, game picks. Uh, so do we want to? kind of have fun here and pick all the mm-hmm. NFC East and then the 49ers game or do we just want to do the Eagles game?
1: Let's do them all. All
2: right. All right. First game's first. Uh, if I recall correctly, I think the, the Cowboys are traveling to Miami to play the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so. Let, let up. I can't remember if it's at Miami. or. Yeah, it has to be at Miami because Dallas had three straight home yeah, games. Fair. It is. Uh, yep. Uh, Cowboys at Miami. Uh, Miami is currently two point favorites. Uh, Bryce, who do you have that game? Uh, and we're going to use a spread here, by the way. So, who you got?
0: What's the spread again? Sorry, two.
2: Miami has two. Two. At
0: Miami. Yep. I think Miami covers that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Miami had a really good game last week. And they didn't have anybody. Like they Jalen Ramsey didn't play. I'm pretty sure Xavier Howard didn't play either. Uh Tyree Kill didn't play. Excuse me, I think Jalen Ramsey did play. But I, I Xavier Howard didn't play, Tyree Kill didn't play. I'm pretty sure Devon A chain didn't play. Um they uh they were beat up and they still Beat the hell out of that team last week. So,
2: all right, Josh, what do you got?
1: I think that the Dolphins beat the shit out of the Cowboys.
2: There we go. We need that one. That'd be fun.
1: I don't think uh, Dallas struggles to cover motion this year. Uh, dolphins are very good at utilizing that. And I think that they're going to run a rough shot all over the Cowboys.
2: Good. As long as uh, HN doesn't have a big game, obviously, due to fantasy purposes only. Um, I also have the Dolphins covering that spread. You will never see me pick the Cowboys in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, Next up, a stinker of a game. We have the Washington football commanders traveling to uh, New Jersey. The face the Jets. Jets are three point favorites here. Uh, Bryce, give me just give me something here. Uh yes. Who cares? <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say I will pick. i gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Commanders. I think they'll win. Yeah, I'll probably do the same. I think. Uh, I think maybe Jacoby Brissett starting too. I think he's much better than Sam Howell was, but you didn't hear that from me. Josh, you think the commanders won this one?
1: Um, yeah, I think the commanders probably win. Uh yeah, I would take the commanders. I think All it's right. just pretty bad.
2: All right. Uh next one. Monday night football. Uh the Baltimore Ravens traveling to the San Francisco 49ers, where the 49ers are currently six-point favorites. Wow. Over the uh the Ravens. Uh Bryce, what do you got? I'm giving I'm I'm taking the Ravens plus six. Yeah.
0: Just for this sole fact. I am fucking begging that Ravens defense. Dude, stop. Christian McCaffrey in some way. I don't give oh, a fuck yeah. if you lose by Fantasy. thirty. <laughs> Fantasy. I don't. <laughs> I don't care if you lose by fucking thirty. And Brandon Ayuk and Debo have like four touchdowns apiece. I don't care. Christian McCaffrey better not touch that fucking end zone one time, please. I need it, dude. Patrick Queen, where I'm, I'm looking at you, big dog. <laughs> I need you to fly around.
2: Uh, that big dog meme, by the way, is, is hilarious. Big dog. Yeah, uh, uh, big dog. Uh, <laughs> it was like the first one I saw was uh, the nickname coach gives the the fat kid. Um, They can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, big dog. They're good. They're good. Uh, Why is the line so much?
0: Yeah, somebody not playing or something. I'm thinking somebody's not playing or
2: something. Somebody's coming back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know at all. But, uh, Josh, how do you see this game turning out?
1: And on the fence, with the spread, I definitely took the Ravens plus six. Um, I was inclined to take the Ravens' money line. So, I think they definitely, I think they can pull it out. I think they're uniquely equipped to slow down Christian McCaffrey. I think they have the, arguably the best pair of linebackers in the league between Roquan Smith, uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick McQueen. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, it's, it'll be a good game regardless. And it would be nice to see somebody uh cut the Niners down to size. And I think the Ravens can do it. But uh, how do
0: we how do we feel if the Niners blow out the Ravens?
1: Sick. <laughs> I will vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Very
2: sick. Uh, give me Ravens money line and bold prediction. The Niners lose the Rams last week of the season.
1: Yep. Mm. yep.
2: I think the Rams are hot, and I'm not going to lie to you. If we have to play them somehow, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last but not least. Your Philadelphia Eagles are at home against the New York football Giants, where the spread went from, I think, 10 points to 13 and a half. In uh, our, favor,
0: in, the, uh, our duh, favor? Do you think the Giants <laughs> are
2: 13 and a half points favorites right now?
0: Yeah, okay. They could <laughs> no, be, dog. They could, They've they seen, could. national media seen the way we stunk up these last three games. I'm like, do we really trust these motherfuckers?
2: 13 and a half points is a lot of points. Just give up. I'm gonna
0: take our money line and just leave them points alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Josh, what do, what are you gonna do as a better here? Man, give them the points. Who cares? Eagles won by twenty. Okay, I see. I see.
2: We're I see we're back. We're not down anymore. <laughs> we were last time. All right. That uh-huh. chase. That chase speech got you guys going, didn't it?
1: It, it worked. The, the speech got me going. Don't. I, I can't lie. But you know, if we're gonna make this comeback, if we're gonna turn it around, it's gonna start this week. And so I'm optimistic that we're going to do it. So uh, I try. would
2: I would put out alternate line of 21, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, give me the birds. Uh, I know I've printed many blowouts this year. Haven't hasn't happened once. This has got to be the one right here. This has <laughs> got to be the one.
1: We can't go the whole season without
2: one. It's got to happen. Like... I mean, well, there's three games right here where we can do it. Uh, but, man, I wish, there was, I wish there was a scenario where we could rest against the Giants in the last game because – that field scares me to death um
1: mm-hmm.
2: hopefully they roll out some uh some green grass um instead at some Not point that. in the next two weeks but uh yeah give me the eagles um no doubt my mind we we won this game because if we don't win, I might jump off the bridge um, <laughs> i I gave i gave. That passionate speech and for them to just turn their back on me like that. Oh hell no.
0: I'm tired of getting on Twitter and seeing people just cook our shit,
2: frauds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it won't stop this week if we do blow out the Giants. Like, yeah. Oh, we gotta beat the Giants. Oh. Oh, yeah, we did finally. Thank God we beat somebody mm-hmm. that we're supposed to beat, you know. Um But yeah, uh that'll do it for uh this week's episode of the link lineup. Um uh, if you're new here. Uh, make sure to follow all of our socials at the link lineup where I feel like we've done a better job on, on Twitter, at least uh, everything else is to be determined. Um Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh if you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio. radio, uh, give us a rating. Uh, that'd be nice. And then uh subscribe, follow us, whatever you do on there. That'd be nice as well. If you're listening on YouTube, I uh, didn't didn't upload last week's episode because I suck. Um, but this week I got you. Um please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, share with a friend. But that'll do it from here. Um we'll be back uh some point next week to talk about the Eagles victory. I'm putting it up there out there in the air. Eagles victory. Um yeah, we're gonna win. Um, talk about that yeah hopefully our our prize picks picks that's that's not fun to say prize picks picks picks, uh hit and uh it's a very positive episode um but uh you know as always until next time (laughs) go birds
1: go birds go birds